0: Ollie, good to talk after a big win, we won by 58 points over the Suns, but we didn't get it all our own way, especially in that first quarter.
1: Yeah, great to have the win, 58 points in the end, which blew out in that last quarter, which was great to see, I think it was our biggest score for almost 10 years, which I find hard to believe, but yeah, going back, it it is right, but yeah, it's hard to believe it's been that long since we've kicked a score that big, but yeah, like you said, that first quarter wasn't great. The Gold Coast were always going to respond after the week they had. Mm. Obviously, sacking Rodney Eden, and bringing a new coach. It almost always works. The next week, they get fired up. So, Mm. they were on at the start. The Suns kicked six doubles in the first quarter, and we were just playing pretty lazy sort of footy. There wasn't a lot of intensity there. They were laying tackles everywhere inside Ford 50. I think Mm. it was 19 tackles to the Suns, to us... Three at one stage inside 50, so that's a huge discrepancy there. But the pleasing thing about it was, I think maybe last year or even towards the start of the year, if we conceded like that at the start of the game, it probably would have been would have game over. Yeah, we would yeah. just absolutely folded. But we got back into the game and absolutely dominated probably halfway through that second quarter up until the final siren. We yeah. absolutely killed it. Played some really good footies, exciting footy as well. So it was a pretty good game after that stumbly first quarter.
0: Yeah, I felt like even in that first quarter, we probably should have been down more than we were. Like the Suns were just manic in the way that they got the ball moving forward. Their pressure was good, despite having big names out. Um, Do you think, for us, it was a case of a younger side maybe getting ahead of themselves or getting complacent, or do you think the Gold Coast just... Pure and simple came to play, as you said, with losing their coach, Rocket E, during the week, and then a few players as well.
1: Yeah, it was probably a bit of both, you'd think. Mm. Gold Coast were always going to respond, that, that always happens after you, you go without a coach, and they were on. They had a lot of names missing, so it was a scenario for us which didn't bode well. They were missing no. Ablett, they were missing Tom Lynch, Pierce Hanley. There's a few other guys out as well, Rory Thompson, I think. Um, yeah, a lot of their, their key players. So if we didn't win that one, the way we've been playing, mm. the way the Gold Coast have been playing as well, would have looked really bad for us. But, yeah, it was just really pleasing to, to be able to respond in the way we did. And it was really led by our leaders. Dane Beam, so good again, second Marcus Ascroft medal for the year backed mm. up his round one performance it was absolutely sensational is kicking goals from everywhere getting plenty of the ball and Rockliffe as well Had a great game Kicked the three goals played a bit of a different role up forward, but looked really dangerous
0: Yeah, for sure. I think you know, you throw in the likes of Dane Zorka and Louis Taylor as well The midfield really hit the school board. We're not relying purely on you know Like Eric Hibwood kicking a bag or even the other tools like Walker and close it's really good to see them hitting the scoreboard and we know how damaging they can be. Um, <clears throat> just on the Suns before we move on as each day passed in the lead up to the game they lost another player like it started with Tom Lynch and then Ablett and then Hanley close to the end. They almost had nothing to lose on game day and then for us we had everything to lose like there was an expectation to win. It was probably a, a situation you know the last place team in the competition wouldn't have found themselves in too often but yeah, as you said, we we dealt with it eventually, like the slow start, but over the last three quarters, I think we kicked 18 or 19 goals and played some really impressive footy, like fair enough, Gold Coast are missing a few numbers, but we can only do what we can control and we did it pretty
1: emphatically in the end, 10 goals. Oh, absolutely, you couldn't have asked for much more than that at the start of the game to, mm. to win by 10 goals, biggest win for the year and we looked really good and there's just light at the end of the tunnel now when you deliver those sort of performances. And we were talking off air about their performances since the buy. It's just been so pleasing. Fagan's talked about it a bit before as well. And we've been right up there, which is Mm -hmm. pleasing to see. And you can see it was probably just going, still going back to the Josh Shackie re-signing. I think there was just that weight lifted off around the club. And we've just played some really free flowing footy since then We've had the odd bad game, but we've mostly been really competitive. I think the Geelong game was was really poor. Yeah, but yeah, Geelong were up and about at that point, and mm. obviously a good side with some great players. But yeah, I think the performances have been been really solid, and there's a lot to, a lot of momentum to take into next season now, which we haven't had for a very very long time.
0: Mm. No, the signs are definitely positive, and I think at the back end of some seasons we've had. You know, we have finished the season strongly. Like, we've avoided the spoon in every year. And there's almost always been that sense of, oh, you know, take some form into next year, but it hasn't really transitioned. Where I think, as you said before, this is the year it feels like we've finally got it right. Mm. and You can actually see that the signs are really promising and we can build on this and we'll move forward and hopefully, you know, move away from the, the foot end of the ladder and progress up.
1: Um, yeah, I think in previous years, yeah, there has been a bit of... Positivity around, but it's usually just been the one off game.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think
1: that game in 2015, we beat the Bulldogs in the last game of the season. Yeah. They didn't really have a lot to play for going to finals. I don't think they could really move either way, but yeah, we had a really good win that day, but it was sort of just a one off. Mm. It's been building for a while. I think that consistency there that we haven't come. And spoken about on the show, we're just like, oh, that was just absolutely dreadful. Mm. It's been a long time since we've said that was just a really poor performance. I think it may be the West Coast one as well, but yeah, you go to West Coast with a young side and away from and home notorious and... flat track bullies, and mm. they're always going to beat most sides over there. So uh, there's some really positive signs. Um, we've got a few more stats to talk
0: about in terms of our improvement over the year, but we'll just stick back to the game. On the weekend and we might give our three two ones. We did mention a few candidates before. Um we'll start with the three. I think it was pretty pretty clear who got the three.
1: Oh yeah, Dane Beams for yeah. sure. Four goals. The the judges got that one perfect. I agree. So with he you. was absolutely outstanding and just those goals he kicked, he's just so dangerous mm. when he gets within range and yeah, he's just a really great leader out there. I think he's probably gone to... like, He was obviously an absolute star at Collingwood as well, but I mm. think he's gone to even higher level at times this year, probably similar to what Gary Ablett was doing early in his days at the Gold Coast, just mm. becoming an even more dominant player. But um,
0: And I mean, he's sort of got one arm as well at the moment. Like The shoulder's obviously still a concern, so who knows what we could get out of a fully fit Dane Beams hopefully next year, but there's no doubt that... He's playing terrific footy at the moment. Um, two, I think I might have gone a bit different to you. So, who who would you have gone for a two? I
1: think probably Louis Taylor. Oh, okay, was, no, I'm on the was, same page. Yep, on the same page. Yep. Yeah. No, he was outstanding. Two mm. goals, and he got to a stage where I was just like, "Wow, he's had a really good game," but it wasn't some of the the flashy things he'd. It always do, but he just really worked himself into the game. Well, finished off with 25 possessions, and yeah, had a really big impact on the game.
0: He's having a really good season as well, Louis. Like someone that flies under the radar to some extent, but in terms of us as a club and our fans, I think we all know and we're all proud of how well he's played this year. Like he's been such an offensive weapon for us, and involved in almost you know all of our scoring chains. He's just you know, not only recaptured the rising star winning form, but gone up above and beyond um, to be a really important player for us. Yeah,
1: he had the the flat spot there after winning the rising star. And Mm -hmm. there's obviously a few contributing factors there, but he's he's really gone to another level now. And you you see that with a few guys this year under Chris Fagan, I think just with different coaching and more professional environment now, I think some of these guys... They've always had the talent. It's just a matter of mm. it harnessing in the right direction.
0: There's definitely a lot of players that you could nominate as <clears throat> improvers under Chris Fagan. We'll move on to our one voter now. Um, I'm tipping we'll be on the same page again for this one. But go ahead.
1: I'm going to go Rockliffe. Yeah. So he got the three goals, 24 possessions. Look super dangerous up forward. So yeah. I think they're probably onto a winner there just... If he's resting, don't put him to the pinch. Get him up forward. Mm. Uh, he has been struggling with a bit of an injury and everything like that. But, yeah, he started off as a junior. He played a lot of his junior footy up forward. And he's obviously gone on to be an amazing midfielder. But he can take a great grab. knows where the goals are. He's a really good set shot. Mm. Yeah, as you said, he just knows where the goals are, doesn't he? It's
0: just... That left foot snap, he was sort of off balance and threw it on his yeah. body and somehow just went through. Um, we've got a bit more to say on Rocky in a minute. Well, you have a bit more to say on Rocky in a minute, but we'll just maybe do some um, honourable mentions. I thought Bastignac again, just oh, tally, yeah, since he's come back into the side, been really good. Um, Josh Walker has that sort of uh, yep. breakout kick, breaking the packs. Um, Rich as well, pretty yep. good. And obviously, yep. Harris Andrews is a sort of... Mainstain defence was solid again
1: Yeah, I thought Steph Martin had a really good game Yeah,
0: sorry, Steph was pretty good too um, Moving back to Rocky He was well documented in the game He wore the two armbands One represented the loss of his cousin recently You wrote about that for your paper
1: Yeah, so in my day job I'm sports editor at the Sheppard News And yeah, when Rocky spoke after the game Obviously very emotional and Kissed the armband after all of his goals and pointed to the sky. So it, it was a really tough week for him. And yeah, he lost his cousin who grew up around Shepparton, went to school, high school in Shepparton, and mm. yeah, it was a very, very popular person in the community here. But yeah, sadly died in exit arm. Um, he was traveling around and just, yeah, tragic uh, circumstances over there. So, a yeah, rocky, incredible to go out there because he was. He, distraught after the game when speaking on Fox footy and yeah. really Harding posted a picture on Instagram after the game as well so yeah, yeah amazing effort to get up and, and play as well as he did. so yeah hearts go out to Rocky and all his family yeah for sure I think
0: one of the things that you know emphasised how close to home it was is I think they're the same age Ian yeah cousin.
1: he was 27 mm. yeah yeah
0: mm. So,
1: yes, sad. Not very sad.
0: But Rockcliffe obviously did his family proud with a great game in the Q Clash. Um, Moving on from that, we thought we'd talk about there's a few stats flying around that sort of emphasise our improvement, not only this year, but as the year's gone on as well. Like a good example of that is the quarters won stat. Last year we finished with 17 quarter victories for the season. This year, with two games to go, we're already up to 26. So, huge signs of improvement there. The, yes, other, the others, pure and simple, is just the double-up games that we've had this year. You can see from the first time we played a team to the second that there's been visible improvement. Um, obviously, round one, we beat the Suns by a point. Then we won by 58 on the weekend. Essendon, we lost by 27 the first time, and then we beat them by 8 points. Port, we lost by 83 at the Gabba, then lost by 40 in Adelaide. The Bullies, we lost by 32 in Victoria, and then lost by 14 at the Gabba. Richmond lost by 52 at home, and then only by 31 away. So just out of that sample size, yeah, you can see the teams obviously improving on the run and throughout the year, and definitely pleasing signs for us fans.
1: Oh really pleasing signs and yeah it's good that the stats can actually back up what we've seen and what we've we've thought Mm -hmm. because yeah there was a period there where I think we we would have gone what nine ten games without a win Mm -hmm. something along those lines so it was looking pretty grim for a while and it was that speculation around Shaky, will he stay? Will he go? Everyone I think everyone outside the club thought he would go. Yeah,
0: and one of the main and, narratives about us was you know priority pick, and it was like you know yeah around nine or ten when we were talking about that. So um, definitely been an impressive second half of the season.
1: The oh, it has, and we a huge possibility to avoid the spoon now. Yeah, yeah well, so well, we've got North Melbourne in the, the last game, and if uh, North Melbourne don't win this coming weekend, that's the, the game, probably, unless mm. we beat Melbourne as well. Um, yeah, that's the, the game that could decide the Spoon.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting one. We have the same amount of victories as Carlton and North, so there's a bit of a three-way race for the Spoon. Um, it's funny that it could come down to that game, the last game of the season. but um, Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm pretty confident that we should avoid that one. I think Carlton play Hawthorne and Sydney, So their percentage even as well could take a bit of a battering. Absolutely. And then, yeah, north of... They've got St Kilda, I think, this weekend, and then us next weekend. So get to the Gabba for that last game. Could be a cracker. The other one that you sort of touched on, the other stat, sorry, that you touched on earlier was our record since the bye. So the latter since round 12 would have us 13th overall. And that's above Collingwood, Gold Coast, Carlton, Freo and North. And the most interesting thing about the latter since that time is our points per game would actually be fourth overall in the entire AFL. Which shows that, and you know, we're not working with a huge amount of inside 50s, but when we get it in there, we know how to kick a score.
1: Yeah, we do. That's a really pleasing aspect because that has been... Ever since John O'Brien retired, it's just always been who's going to kick our goals, mm-hmm. where they're coming from. But yeah, it's been a lot better since the buy. But we've got better points for than Carlton, Gold Coast, Frio, and Hawthorne as well. Mm. And we're not too far off St Kilda. And actually, I've just looked, and we've got a better points for than the Bulldogs, mm. which is extraordinary. So that. That is outstanding by us, and shows how far we've come. And only saw on the weekend, like how many options we do have up forward now. You've got mm. the midfielders kicking bags of goals. You've got Hipwood, um, Louis Taylor. Just so many options that just haven't been there in previous years.
0: One of the other individuals, actually, we didn't talk about, was Jake Barrett, and I thought it was really good for him to get a few goals. Like I think he finished with three. He's been sort of someone that's been a bit maligned at times, you know someone that gets thrown around in terms of you know dropping them at, when you talk about match committee. But for him to have a bit of a, a, a little day out, I guess, was really pleasing, because he does that sort of forward pressure role that doesn't get a lot of acknowledgement at times, so for him to come away, with some reward for effort was pleasing, I thought as well.:
1: Oh, yeah. absolutely, really good. Um,
0: we'll look ahead to the game this weekend against the D's I'm a bit more optimistic than you are but I don't think we're without a chance against Melbourne at the MCG in just our second MCG appearance this year as you worked out before
1: yeah the previous one was against Collingwood so we we're well beaten that day but there were some promising signs there Collingwood actually played okay that day despite mm. their, their record this year and uh, people hip, pulled had, had a pretty good game that day to absolute ripping goal and beam Zorko were just total standouts that day I was there and mm. it was um, him leading from the front and not much else but we've improved a lot since then mm. and I think yeah Melbourne it's going to be an interesting one because they're on the cusp of first finals appearance in 11 years mm. and I know even though they won yesterday a lot of supporters are pretty pessimistic Heading into the last two rounds, have been through so many rough years. Well, that's true. And they're thinking, okay, we've beaten St Kilda. We should make finals now. The draw's opened up, but mm. traditionally we've fallen over <laughs> in a game like this. So we're definitely a chance, mm. but yeah, I think the Ds probably will get us. But fingers crossed for a really good performance in the G. Hopefully a lot of the guys get up for it and yeah, know that, these games, the MCG, don't come around so often, how much of a privilege it is to actually play at the MCG.
0: Well, my argument for us, besides the fact that we've obviously improved since Round 12, is how hyped up the game against St Kilda for Melbourne was on the weekend. Like, it was built built as, like, an elimination final in itself. It
1: was 56,000 there. Yeah.
0: So, I think maybe, you know, the Ds might come down after that. Coming up against the 18th side, probably want to brush it aside, and move on to Collingwood in the last round, get, you know, start thinking about finals potentially. So I think, and the other thing to remember as well is they're a youngish side as well, so the areas, I suppose, are thought for complacency. Um, So I think if we come in, give them a Red Hook crack, the first quarter is going to be the one, like our first quarters this year haven't been great, and that was on show against the Gold Coast, but if we can turn up in that first quarter, put a heap of pressure on, You just never know. Um, We should have Alex Witherton and Jared Berry back, I assume. Not sure who's going to make way, but yeah, I I don't mind our chances this weekend and I'll be going along. Are you going to go, mate?
1: Um, Work commitments might prevent me from going, but yeah, yeah, hoping to get there. Yeah.
0: Um, Before we wrap up this week's podcast, I've got another question that we're going to mull over. The best individual performances in Q Clashes. So the Q Clash obviously goes back to 2011 when the Gold Coast joined the competition. You have the standout performance, I think, pegged already.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you can really go past this performance. We're going to go back to 2014 as the second Q Clash of the season. So Mm. Q Clash 8 and Pierce Hanley was named the Marcus Ashcroft medalist that night, and we had a big win. The Gold Coast star was out. Gary Ablett had done his shoulder and uh, sliding a bit, even though they looked like playing finals, but he Mm. was just amazing that night. 45 possessions, nine clearances, two goals, and three-goal assists. He just had an absolute field day, and I think he had some ridiculous stat like up to 1,000 metres gained or or, or something like that. When
0: you look at the meters gained records, and you know some people aren't too crash hot on that stat, so it is what it is, but when you look at the records, I think that Pierce-Hanley game's still in the top three or five sort of efforts of all time. Mm. Um, the other one in that game, was probably unlucky not to win the medal as oh. well. It was Rocky. Between <laughs> them, they had more than 90 touches and just absolutely destroyed Gold Coast. Um, strictly speaking, when we do these questions, we talk about... Brisbane players, but when you put this question to me, the first performance I thought of was in the very first Q clash when Nathan Cracker kicked five or six goals out of nowhere and completely destroyed
1: us. It wasn't? Well, I don't recall that. I've completely <laughs> blocked that out of my mind. I I don't even know that exists. So was... no, but that was that was incredible that night. And it was a game
0: absolutely... that we were supposed to win handsomely. You know, Gold Coast obviously in the first year in the competition and getting belted left, right, and centre. I think it might have been their first ever win, maybe.
1: Uh, I was the second win. They beat Port Adelaide oh, like, that's maybe right. a yep. week or two before that. <laughs> so, that was their second win. But, yeah, there's no way we we're supposed to actually lose that. No. In hindsight, you know, it was pretty good for the rivalry, really, because mm. it would have been easy for us to, to belt them the first few years. But for them to get that upset win, it was good for the rivalry. But, geez, that was a, a very, very ordinary night in our history. Mm. Um, the other one I thought of in terms of Brisbane was
0: Tommy Rockliffe in I think it was twenty twelve, had a really big day out early in the season to win the Marcus Ashcroft medal. I'm trying to find the game now quickly, but I don't think I can. But yeah, he had a big day out. Um Dane Beam's game on the weekend is probably worth mentioning itself in terms oh, of the, that's up there, yeah. The all timers. Um but yeah, some, some good memories there, just looking back at the medal winners now. So Dane's got two, Pierce's got two, Gary Ablett's got two. Yeah, so some good company there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And going back, uh, yeah, Gary Ablett had some some ripping games and mm-hmm. probably it's not going to be considered right up there, but Eric Kipwood last year just in terms of just announcing himself as a future yeah. star. That second one I don't mean the first one, but yeah, it was the game on the Gold Coast that metric on he, he really mm. came along and just showed just how much of a star he's gonna be. So yeah. that was that was really exciting even though we we lost pretty well that day. But mm. yeah, he was he was superb. Um all
0: right, is there is there anything else to talk about this week? I don't think there is. There was no Notable news highlights or anything to mention, I don't think.
1: No, not at this stage. We missed out on another rising star, so we have to wait another week. Who got it this week? Um, don't know off the top of my head. I know it wasn't the Lions, and I yeah. scrolled through Twitter before and saw it wasn't the Lions player and kept scrolling. So. I thought
0: Allison might have been outside chance. If he kicked some, he had like three pings at goal. If he kicked, you know, two or three of them, then. He's probably a chance, but he's playing some good footy, actually, since coming into the side.
1: He has. He
0: looks a really, really at home on
1: the wing. He sure does. Mm. Hopefully, Jared Berry can get back in the side and pinch one before the end of the season. But as yeah. Dan Houston from Port Adelaide, he's the Rising Star yeah, okay. nominee this week.
0: Fair enough. In what was a terrible game against Collingwood, but anyway, we won't
1: talk about that. Um, Not at all.
0: All right, mate. Talk to you next week.
1: Thanks, guys. Talk to you then.